3: I always ask to look into my site, cuttingthroughthematrix.com, for lots of free downloadable talks I've given over the years on other radio programs, a few television programs as well. And you can also download transcripts of my talks uh, down through your printer in the languages of Europe at alanwattcentral.eu. We are watching this big exercise get ready to take place in the next couple of weeks, really, I think it's the 15th of October, the joint jurisdictional task forces, the multi-jurisdictional task forces, uh, Northern Command, NORAD, the whole lot, everything under Homeland Security, a combined effort with Canada, the U.S. and a few other countries all going into action to try out how they can keep total control over entire populations in time of crisis. For information on some of this, such as the avian flu, which is a big part of this too, they're going to see if they can contain cities, entire cities from moving perhaps, look into pandemicflu.gov and avianflu.gov for more details on on what they're planning. because It's all in there. All the combined state, federal, local, and tribal police departments, various military organizations of all, all types, some of which I've never heard of before, and some of which may be even new, plus civilian groups, NGOs, are all going to be involved in this including uh, the criminal justice system are going to be involved, the prison system is going to be involved, which makes me think they're going to try to see if they could actually move people towards prisons in large numbers. Where else would you put people who were infected, for instance? You want to put them somewhere away from the rest of the public and somewhere where you could guard them very, very well. And I think that's why the prison industry is also involved in all of this. There's so much going on, so much to do with all of this. Why why are the organizations, the governmental organizations, going full steam ahead at trying to tie down entire countries, a whole continent, in fact, of North America? Is it just to test their strength, to test what we would do and how they would react to our freaking out to something disastrous happen? Or is it simply to get us all trained along the the pathway of doing what we're told, not thinking in times of crisis and emergency? I think it's all, all of that, in fact. It's a huge psychological test as well. I'll be back after the following messages. Other countries joining in, uh, Britain and some European countries too, are doing a similar exercise to try and, as I say, contain whole populations because the first thing people will do if they hear of a a plague coming or an outbreak in a certain area is to try to flee and get away from them. And, of course, under NATO charter, it's all been signed by every participating country. All of these countries, U.S., Canada, etc., They've all agreed to contain whole populations within cities, to an infection or even the contamination from a nuclear fallout occur, and anyone trying to leave those areas during such times as to be shot on site. Whole groups of people were trying to get out, out to be bombed from the air, from helicopters with CS gas. That's official, that's the NATO plan, and that was signed back in the early 70s, is still in operation today. So this whole containment-type exercise to do with terror, terror everywhere, I think is also part of the the coming plagues, which they will use as the most efficient method for gradually bringing down a population and making sure that everyone obeys during this fear-type scenario. But October... I don't like the month of October because, you look down through history, at all the big revolutions that happen in October, like the Red Revolution. They do love October because October is the month for the Orionids, the meteor shower that comes around from the direction of Orion, not from Orion, but from that direction. And it's always been used in the High Occult for for advancing wars, etc., big changes. And it's, no, it's not UFOs hiding behind them either, as some talk show hosts always bring out every year, which if you tune into some of them, I'm sure you know who I mean. They always mention, oh, there's UFOs hiding behind these meteor showers, these strange meteor showers. Well, there's nothing strange about them. They happen every year in October. And, uh, don't let the Mickey be pulled out of you. However, to use October 4. Such an exercise is rather ominous. Now, I think we have Robert from New York on the line. Are you there, Robert? Hello? Hello, Robert.
0: Hello, Alan. Yes, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm just calling because um, I had heard on one-year blurbs uh, almost a year ago now um, how you were against, um, no, no, how you heard uh, from young people the uh, that they were using uh, psychedelic substances, to achieve enlightenment or understanding or whatnot, and um, you were you were pretty much against uh, against that as an avenue for understanding. And um, I was wondering if uh, that still remains to be in your case.
3: Well, I, I don't care really what other people do, but uh, I do know uh, that Britain, for instance, has run what you think of as the the new age since they gave us the new age. And uh, MI5 and MI6 have out, come out officially and admitted they put out Alastair Crowley to start the, the OTO, the Order Templi Orientis, and to start pushing uh, the use of drugs for, for alternate experiences. It was part of a guise and a plan. And we also know from Peter Wright, for instance, who worked for MI5 and who wrote the book Spycatcher, who was put on trial for, for disclosing a lot of information When Maggie Thatcher was in power, uh, Peter Wright also talked about uh, that they had been trying different psychedelic drugs to find if they could drug the whole population, especially the youth, who would be so fascinated by all their alternate experiences that they wouldn't really care what was happening in real life around them. And that actually does happen. I do remember the drug scene back in the 70s. I was at the tail end of the 60s. I remember that too. Some of my friends died with it. I saw friends walk out windows and drop two, two floors to their deaths. I saw people who never recovered from LSD trips who were then diagnosed with drug-induced schizophrenia for life. I also know in post-mortem uh, that if you go into the ventricles of the brain and heavy drug users, even cannabis too, you'll find that they have been expanded and that the cells around about them have died off. And you've got to ask yourself, why, or oh why, or oh why would the big boys at the top be pushing these particular methods on the young? That's your first clue that there's something wrong when they're pushing it. When LSD first came out, uh, there were limos going around the big universities in Britain and in the States throwing garbage bags full of free LSD to get it all started up. And that came from big drug companies. We find, too, that um, you'll find Victor Rothschild, who was a scientist, he was a physicist, who was in charge of porting down bacterial, viral, and chemical warfare facilities for England. In fact, he ended up being in charge of the whole security at the tail end of the Cold War over all the organizations. He was personally experimenting using LSD on agents, uh, on MI5 agents, and Peter Wright also wrote about that. So when the big boys push it, you've got to ask, what are they really up to? And I've seen enough strung out people, as I say, yeah, they could go, wow, 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 about all their experiences, and they're totally oblivious to the real things that were happening around them, including their own lives going down the tubes. But as far as anybody wanting to use it themselves, that really is up to them. Andrew, may I ask one
0: more question? Uh Uh-huh. What... What do you see the role of the mental health field in this agenda?
3: Oh, the mental health field, um, it's incredible. That's a very good question because since the birth of psychiatry, you'll find the eugenics movement really uh, was, was founded within psychiatry itself because psychiatry, from its very inception, came out with the idea of eliminating inferior types. They put everything down, all mental problems, diseases, and so on, to hereditary factors initially, and mental retardation, schizophrenia, manic depression, all these things, uh, dominant genes passed on through the generations. So their, their whole point was to try. They wanted the right in every country to sit on the boards of government and implement their strategy to try and detect all these things within people and sterilize them. And you'll find the whole psychiatric profession pretty well in Germany. Nazi Germany became Nazis. They did uh, join the party, and they were all for it, because the Nazi ideology uh, went right in line with their thinking already, which was to sterilize what they called the unfit those with inferior genes, dominant genes, and those that carried mental illness. But also they wanted to use psychiatry to train whole populations to be supermen, uh, the ubermensch. And we find that it's never changed. Psychiatry is a big player, and they have demanded seats and governmental agencies and advisory capacities, especially to implement their own agendas for early detection at school, and with the New Age movement, just to come in and to be bl- blended, according to Gorbachev, um, towards a new civilization. They do want the right to start to to stop the breeding of what they call inferior types with mental problems or the possibility that they're carriers of, of recessive type genes.
0: So it's evolving back to the, the Nazi way of kind of just uh, basically segregating these people and Eliminating
3: them? Uh, yes, uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, no, I don't tout. I don't tout any religion. I'm very sceptical of all major religions, including the ones that are even trying to compete with psychiatry. But I do. I will say this: that um, <clears throat> the Christian Scientists, um, I think it was, um, it could have been the Scientology movement. They did put out an excellent video on the history of eugenics tied in with psychiatry at the end they touted their own belief system certainly but during the rest of the whole movie they did put in the facts, the people involved the names and all the ridiculous things that psychiatry uh, has done in the past all those silly things like, like dunking people into cold water to shock them out of schizophrenia that was all called a science not too long ago before the, the big heavy tranquilizers came in the Loragatel, uh, Chlorpromazine, Phentazine types, uh, all came into play. They used to give them Croton's oil to all mental patients in hospitals, and that simply was a massive laxative. The idea being they were so exhausted with diarrhoea, and at the toilet they, they couldn't run around and cause any problems. That was that was called a science up until the 1950s, you know. So it's, it's really voodoo. Most psychiatry is voodoo. But the big play for psychiatry is for mind control, no doubt about it. The CIA, MI6 are heavily involved and always have been uh, with top psychiatrists who have used the mental hospitals for big experiments on on the the people within, experiments eventually that were to be used on whole populations without.
1: yeah,
0: Unbelievable, Alan. Well, I appreciate uh, your elaboration and... uh if I can ever get a donation out to you and some money comes in, I definitely will.
3: I'd appreciate that too, thanks.
0: All right, take care now.
3: Bye now. But yeah, people should check into to the, the, psychi- the psychiatric industry. I think that video was called uh, Psychiatry and Injury History of Death. And you'll find the, the, the names of the top eugenicists were psychiatrists and they were all in bed with the Nazi party, which is still alive and well. we we'll back up the following messages.
1: Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor. The rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows.
3: Hi folks. on Watt back with Cutting Through the Matrix. And just touching on how psychiatry has been in bed with mind control from the very beginning. It wasn't just MK Ultra, sponsored by the CIA in cahoots with the Canadian government uh, who gave them permission to test certain techniques of psychic driving on people. And, uh, in Canada, it was all over the U.S. and Canada and Britain, the psychiatric hospitals, especially the top consultant psychiatrists, were, were passing information and doing little experiments on individual patients and sending the information back. So what you do in the microcosm, you use on the macrocosm, which is the whole population eventually. Now, I think we have Ben from Maryland on the line. Are you there, Ben? Hello? Hello? Hello, Ben? Hi. How, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Not so bad. How's Hamish? Oh, he's doing good, yeah.
4: That's good. Um, I know you don't like to talk about current events so much, and I understand that, but I'm curious about the media, which is pushing the situation in Burma or Myanmar a lot right now. I was wondering if you thought that in a way that's fueling the
3: Hegelian dialectic. Oh, yeah. I mean, the media is always involved in the dialectic. And whatever they give you, they'll always give you two experts, one for either side, knowing the public will pick one or the other and then pirate them. It's as simple as that. Um, the media's main job is to distract you. With, uh, and leads you into certain ways of viewing what's coming up next to get your mind ready for it. It prepares your mind for the next thing that's coming. But so what most, was this, let's be honest, your most case. media today is to nothing but trivia and entertainment. Yeah. I see. So what would you say that the synthesis would be in this case? If, if for, this for this particular case of which case now?
4: Oh, um, if the mind Myanmar situation being pushed by the media is, one aspect of the Hegelian dialectic what would be the
3: synthesis of it? Uh, I'm not really sure. I haven't... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really certain of the topic there. I had a train going by, too, my my other ear. But, oh. but um, uh, most of it is really for you to simply expect an outcome down the road. It really doesn't matter which outcome it is. but you expect something to be done about things. That's what the media's job is, to get you geared up for something... And you'll want something to be done by the government. And sure enough, NGO groups come out at the end of it, pretending to speak for you, with their ready-made answers on how you all uh, are backing them on whatever it is they demand. Um, governments. That's how the Soviet Union was run. We are now running the exact same manner, manner as the Soviet Union. Uh, the Soviets uh, meant ruled by councils. These were NGOs with the top people appointed by the Soviet government who pretended to demand things on behalf of the public because of whatever was written in the newspapers. So first they put out the stories. People say, oh, something must be done. The NGOs go forward and demand what they want done, and the governments are so happy to take that from them. That's exactly what they wanted to hear, and they put the laws on the books. That's what most of the news is today, outside of the trivia and uh, entertainment.
4: Yeah, you said you said there was some deeper meaning to O.J. Simpson coming back in the media again. Uh uh-huh. yeah. is it, is it just that it's the trick of using the same old person again to distract the public or is there more to
3: it? Oh, I'm I'm sure there's more to it. They do like someone who is involved in some horrific type of murder who gets away with it because remember in the high occultic uh, system, um anything is allowed as long as a person does it craftily with cunning and can get away with it, that's what they appreciate. It shows you that they're above uh, the laws of ordinary mortals. So, it's got something to do with that, I'm sure. But the last time, remember, I mean, there's seven billion people on the planet, and here they have you fixated for for months and months, almost nine months the last time. Uh, Everyday O.J. Simpson, and the whole world has been affected in other ways which they would not tell you about. A great distraction. And it's, it's even more fascinating that the, the gullible public will take items like this and parrot it forever. It's just amazing.
4: Yeah, yeah
3: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a, that's all I can say about OJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thanks a lot. Paris Hilton, for that matter. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. But these are just trivia stories outside sports and trivia. There's very little news. The news really is just little orders coming from government, and and the the, the media tells you what they are. That's all. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have one more question that's off-topic. Go ahead.
4: Before, you had mentioned a a British lord who had written about the plan for Israel and Zionism and said that it would become the new, and I can't remember which Irish uh, city you compared it to or he compared it to, and said that it would essentially be the new wedge, create the wedge in the Middle East that they needed.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that was, that was uh, Sir Ronald Storrs. S-T- r yeah. r s Yeah. He eventually, okay. I think, was put up to a lord when he married one of the royalty himself. But okay. If he, I wanted to find that, where would I be able to look? Do you know. You have to look at the book called Orientations. Orientations. Uh huh. Okay. And, and that was he wrote that himself, and he was lieutenant governor for Palestine in the, the for the whole of the 1930s. And Ulster is, I'll I'll talk about that when I come back from the other side of these messages.
2: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
3: Uh, Sir Ronald Storrs said in his book he said now remember he was in charge of Palestine on behalf of Britain he he brought in the refugees he oversaw all of the top uh, refugee leaders he knew them all personally and he said we have successfully put in a new Ulster in a hostile territory now that's exactly what they did with Ireland Britain did the same with Ireland and had they put in a different people, mainly uh, high Scottish Presbyterians into Northern Ireland, and they were the overseers of the area. They were not Catholic as most of the people were, and that created dissension right away, and so they became uh, a form of Israel, you might say, and they were used for for the same purpose for centuries, right up into modern times. So this technique is not new, uh, it's, been, it's been used before, It was also used in ancient times in the Middle East where where various leaders would remove whole populations and put them into another country, sometimes as overseers to to another people to create dissension and hatred. That kept the heat off of the people behind them, the kings and queens who now ruled over those countries. It's an old, old technique. So that's the story of Sir uh, Ronald Storrs. Now I think we have Robert. Is Robert in New York? There. Hello, Robert, New York. Okay. How about Tim in California? Yep. Yeah.
5: Hello. Hello, Tim. Hi, this is this Alan? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, hi. Um, I've got kind of a, a different question for you here. Um, some probably one that you're not used to getting. Anyways, I'll just I'll, I'll get to it. a personal question about myself. Um, excuse me, this is a little tough. Since probably the age of 12, 12 years, since I was 12 years old, uh, wherever I, I would go, I would be followed, not on the ground, but uh, by the in, in the air uh, with small types of uh, airplanes. I, I first started to notice this wherever I would go. I've moved to a more rural kind of area now and it still continues. When any, anybody ever comes to visit, I see the the, the same little plane, and at nighttime, I can, I can see the, the little navigational lights, so I know where they are just circling around co- constantly. There's four or five of them I can see at night. Um, combine this with the fact the first day I, I moved into my new place here, uh, there was a massive uh, jet that flew 500 feet over my house, going about 300 miles an hour, all painted blue, all on the bottom, just flies right over. And I also noticed when these little planes uh, fly around, and uh, in, in, they fly around in, co- in coordination with the jets, uh, sometimes they fly real low. And it's just the most bizarre thing. I've I've talked to quite a few people about it, um, and most people in my family don't believe that it's really going on. I I figure if there's one person that that might know what what, what this is and maybe any suggestions for me, it's it's probably you. So I'll I'll go ahead and just uh, get your input on this.
3: Well, uh, I do know that some people have done studies on this kind of scenario, like Eleanor White, Eleanor White at raven.com or .ca perhaps I think she is, uh-huh. Even .ca. Now, uh, we do know that the government agencies certainly do pick individuals and test them uh, for sometimes a good part of their life, doing the most bizarre things to them yeah. in order to see how they respond to these bizarre situations. Did it drive them crazy? Did they adapt to it? Did they, did they get used to it? Um, and they, they certainly have disclosed information on the past on that very thing, uh, either following people um, bumping into them, making sure the victim knows that they're being followed, but then studying the reactions to it all to see if they can uh, drive them crazy. Uh, because uh, these are all psychological tests. They're always gathering data. Because if you represent the average individual, you'll react the same way as the average person will in bizarre situations that are continuous. So it's very possible for some reason or another you have been targeted um, and, and for observation purposes, just for data collection.
5: Okay, and um, what was I going to say? Uh, is You think from a young age maybe there was something about me, that, that they chose me for, for some
3: reason maybe? Uh, it could be. It could even be uh, that you represent the average person. Uh, that alone uh, could could actually do it. That's why they do psychological evaluations at school. They now admit they all go to federal agencies and they go yes. over them. So if okay. you're perhaps an average person...
5: other thing I've noticed is uh, something you talked about one time, uh, when you pick up your phone and, and you haven't made a call, yeah. and the, the line's constant, but in, in, no one's called you and you haven't called anyone. Yeah. I notice that uh, quite often, too. Yes. What would be the, the purpose of that? I live alone, so why would they want to... You know, like, I'm not, I have no one to talk to. You see what I'm saying? Like, what, how would that figure in? Like, do you want to...
3: Hear? Once again, it, 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 even though you have no one to talk to, if you're being observed, uh-huh. um, you'll also probably have bugs in your house or little tiny cameras, even. And uh, you could be part of an experiment. They have done lots of experiments like this over the last 60, 70 years.
5: Really? Okay. Um, is there anyone you could put me
3: in contact with uh, I would uh, go into to check out uh, Eleanor uh, White's um, website. It's, it's uh, raven.ca. Okay. Uh, because she's done a lot of stuff. She's got in touch with scientists from Russia, the Soviet side, and the U.S. side. Okay. Who, who have been involved in psychotronic-type warfare, all of that kind of thing. She uh, uh, she's in touch with some of the people who went through uh, the experimentation for MK Ultra.
5: Now, specifically, what agencies you, would you suppose this? Because this happens when I go from state to state. I've noticed it when I've been out of the country,
3: uh-huh. wherever I go. What would this be? Well, it'd be a, a high psyops. See, they have so many different alphabet soup agencies, some with massive clearance, way above above even the regular CIA. Mm-hmm. Even in Britain, you, you still you hear about MI6, but you don't realize there's also the Secret Service. And you cannot join the Secret Service unless you are an, an aristocrat or the offspring of an aristocrat. So, and they have pa- they have passes that that override all other agencies. So, right. it'll be a very high psyops agency, I'm sure.
5: Would I ever be able to get to the bottom of something like this? Probably not, actually. I'll never. Be, I'll just live, have to live with it, I suppose, and just do the best I can. You live
3: with it, and the best thing is simply to ignore it. Yep.
5: Okay. Um, I think there was one. Oh yeah, the other thing I noticed is. Uh, it's in co- it's in coordination with local, uh like you know, police helicopters and all that. Because all I know is I'll get up at three in the morning, and I can hear you know they're using infrared. I can I can tell because I'm going from just from one room to another and I hear it just come in swarming and and then they just they're just gone. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, if you know, in in some respects, it's it's been more of an eye opener having this happen to me because it opened me up to a whole another level of everything yep. else that's going on, and it got me into listening to your website. Mm-hmm. So I know there's other people out there going through this. Well, there are. If any of those people are out there listening, just know you're not the only one dealing with a situation like this. And keep your head up and just do the best you can That's because that's what I'm doing here. So That's right. Anyways, if you could maybe, um, uh, where I used to live, I used to live in Orange County. I moved into a more rural area uh, about 100 miles from there. And if you could do a a show, or just a little bit on Orange County, because it's one of the weirdest places. I've lived there pretty much most of my life.
3: Well, Orange Um, is a very important name, because uh, William of Orange, of course, came into Britain to start the Protestant uh, takeover, in a sense. But the the House House of Orange is actually a royal house, and that's where the the Hague for the United Nations is set. That's where the World Court is. It's it's got... uh, Diplomatic status; it's got sovereign right status. That actual county in The Hague, over in Holland. So anywhere called Orange County is also part of, of their ownership. They'll own that too, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, I never knew
5: that. Yeah. Uh, just one more question, because I'm sure there's other people that want to call in. Um, now, if I if I, I definitely noticed the, the planes, and I have noticed uh, with the jets too. And co- coordination, I'll hear the
1: little
5: little plane, and then a jet, and then a plane, and how I, all all specifically timed together, like military timing. Yeah. Uh, my question is, why why wouldn't they just use UAVs, you know, uh, unmanned aerial vehicles? Why are they using, like, big jets and things like that? Why would they put such expense into something?
3: Well, expense You've got to person. You, you realize that money's a farce, and, and the guys that it's print printed, and uh, these guys have unlimited financial budgets. And a lot of these jets, they are, they're equipped with so much high-tech uh, gear, way ahead of what the public are ever, ever aware of. Yes, Uh, because the sciences are much more evolved, much further ahead than we're told. Uh, It's no problem to to spend billions and billions on one little plane. Uh, So money is irrelevant to them at that level.
5: Also notice I have a satellite radio I like to listen to and listen to music and stuff. When the jets come over and the planes come over, that shorts out, and and then all of a sudden when they come back over again, it goes back on. So whatever they're using, it's involved with the satellites too.
3: Uh, Yes, and also involve uh, scalar-type weaponry. Now, they have tested out this on the public via satellites, pulsations, scalar-type pulsations, so it's very possible they're trying it out on you, and you will represent what will eventually be the majority of the general public. You'll react the same way, and, this, and you'll be a, a guinea pig, uh, and, and that's probably the reason for it.
5: You think it's smart that I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm putting the word out there? You think this is probably the best thing I can do? Because it's not the easiest thing to do, if you can
3: imagine. Yeah. But
5: you think it makes sense? Call, you know what I mean?
3: Uh, there are groups out there, as I say. Eleanor White will put you in touch with yeah. them. I mean, do you who, think
5: it makes sense to uh, come on the air like this? I mean, that, is that making putting myself more in danger? You think?
3: No, at all. It means you haven't cracked up. You don't sound crazy. Yeah. And and you're not making excuses for it, or and you're not saying that you're ultra special. Yeah. Which is which some people will will think. Um, so you're you're thinking in a logical fashion, and and no doubt you're some kind of guinea pig for some of this weaponry.
5: I also noticed just one more, one more thing here. Uh, uh, at night, uh, uh, I'll see constantly uh, what, what appear to be stars, but um, they're not. And, and I know they're not satellites because you can tell it's in our atmosphere here. Uh-huh. Going along, and then they kind of flash up, and then they're gone. Or yeah. if it's not at the right angle, like, you'll see it coming along, uh-huh. and you'll see, like, it looks like a star just moving along. How long have you seen these? How long have I seen these for? Uh-huh. Uh, at least for the past five years. Uh, okay. The stars, anyways. I've noticed this yeah, you, whole water situation. You, use
3: my phone number?
5: I don't have your phone number now.
3: Um, if you could maybe give your, your your phone number to the engineer. Yeah, sure. I'll put you off. Okay. And uh, um, I'll give you a call. Okay. Is he going to come that? on when we? Yeah, that's something I tell you about that. Yeah.
5: Okay. Yeah, that would that would be great. Right on. Okay, Alan. Thank you.
3: Now, Mike and or sorry, Ed, in New Jersey. Are you there? Hello, Ed.
6: Yes, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, You were talking about viruses before. Um, I just got a a book here recently, and I wanted to comment, if you know, uh, about this book. It's about the uh, Plum Island off of Long Island, the laboratory there, and there was a connection between Lyme disease and West Nile virus. Uh, Michael... Christopher Carroll wrote this call, Lab 257. Yeah. And uh, very disturbing uh-huh. about this uh, island that's off of Long Island. Yeah. And uh, we've got a problem in New Jersey with Lyme disease and what like that. And it seems yeah. like this uh, the, this laboratory, this is where it came from.
3: Actually, it came from Canada. Uh, what it did was uh, Canada leads the world in bacterial and viral warfare uh, and with the use of... Uh, uh, Lyme's disease. Cash developed this in uh, 1944. If you look into the book, it's called Deadly Allies, and it's, it's put out by a Canadian author who worked for the Toronto Sun. It's all declassified government documentation in the book. The, the photocopies of the original documents are in his book. And they sent this stuff down to Plum Island, but they also uh, spread it during the war on deer in Alberta. They sprayed it over them. And the deer were carrying it initially with the uh, infected ticks, but now uh, Lyme's disease has been modified further. You're quite right, and it can be carried by mosquito now. Now it's interesting that Canada Bellwood Laboratories in Ontario still supplies Plum Island and other other places with these what they call heavy bomber mosquitoes. They're big mosquitoes, especially bred because it's the loading dose of the initial infection that that, that will decide if it takes on the victim or not. So the more viruses there are an the initial bite, um, the more it will take off on the victim. So Canada is in cahoots with the U.S., always has been, actually, and, and they've been testing it on different members of the populations, first in Alberta, and, and then, as you say, down your area, too. You're quite right.
6: You know, well, you know the book mentions West Nile virus, but it said here that uh, it really started in the area of Plum Island, Oh, uh, evidently they were. doing. I haven't finished the book, but it's yep. very disturbing. I can't continue it all the time because uh, it's really uh, the, this island, uh, yep. a laboratory here, had a lot of problems also.
3: Yes, I know. But what happened is, say, uh, Canada has admitted in that book, but declassified from the government. They first spread out into the deer in Alberta, but they also gave some to the laboratories in the U.S. and Plum Island, And some deer down there were being experimented with, and they could swim across to the mainland from Plum Island, and that's how it started spreading into the state. Is
6: there a book out
3: on on the Canadian laboratories? Yes, uh, it's called Deadly Allies. And it's it's called Canada's Secret War. It's put out by uh, an author who worked for the Toronto Sun, and all he uses in that book is is declassified government uh, documents there's no speculation involved. It's all admitted to.
6: Okay. Thank you very much.
3: It's a pleasure. Bye yeah. now. Now we have Mike in New York. Are you there, Mike? Hello? Hello. Hi, Alan. How are you?
7: Uh, fine, thanks. A couple of questions. Um, you previously stated that uh, the English language was basically invented in the 1500s. As, as we know it. If we look further yeah.
3: back, yeah, you get okay. Chaucer um, and so on.
7: Uh, I... I recall uh, reading Chaucer as a teenager.
3: Yeah,
7: you know the Canterbury Tales, yeah. and in what I believe was the original. Yeah, and after a bit of practice, it was fairly intelligible as as English, and that was written that was written in the 1300s.
2: hmm
3: Yeah, but if it really was the original, as it, you could actually read it, if you read German. Uh, well, it's, it's like a um, cold and wintry Nacht, you know. Uh, yeah. Well,
7: the yeah. Uh, you know, I was led to believe it was the original.
3: It probably uh, was. a yeah, I mean, like I, the I've Penguin seen, Classics type the, of thing, you know. Yeah, I've seen the later ones. Yeah, and believe you me, that they, they leave some parts in, but a lot, a lot of it they changed. But okay, so to the actual um, original, you it's,
7: think it wasn't? You think it was probably a uh, translation or an update?
3: Oh yeah. Okay. Most, of, most of them are. Even the ones that you think are old when you read them at first, because it seems so different. Well, why would go into the they, original one? And w- if you read German, you have no problem reading so it at all.
7: Why would they? Why would they uh, leave it? Assuming it was an update, why would they leave in the archaic
3: phraseology? They only leave some of it in.
6: Well, this A- is and the
3: parts they leave in are again are. Uh, typically masonic yeah um uh, 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 that's what's interesting the nun the nun's tail and Um, so
7: on one more question uh, please on if you could hold me over
3: yeah okay great Uh, back after the following
1: messages everybody knows that the days are loaded everybody rolls Fingers crossed Everybody knows The war is over Everybody knows The good guy's lost Everybody knows The fight will
3: here the Cutting through the Matrix And just to finish off uh, with Mike you have One more question, Mike? well Mike? Um, hello? Yeah, you have one more question? Yes, please, Alan.
7: Um, a question about the movies. Uh... If the powers that be control all aspects of the media, uh, like especially Hollywood, uh-huh. why would they allow a movie like The Matrix
3: that essentially exposes the whole game to be produced? Because it also, if you listen to children's points of view, they want, they actually are intrigued by the thought of being in a computer program and actually fighting and, and winning from the mm. inside. To, that, to them that's attractive. What's also important is uh, it gets them used to something plugging into the back of the head. Okay. Lo and and behold, we find out now they've got this chip that will be placed in that exact location.
7: Okay, that's fine for the children, but um, what about the adults that... um...
3: Most adults, during the phase that they phase it in, uh, I'm sure won't won't have to take it. Many will take it anyway, uh, because they'll get fantastic sexual fantasies and all that. That's how they'll Mm -hmm. sell it. Um, but uh, the rest, they don't really care about. They always go for the next up-and-coming generation, yeah, always but I, the
7: youth. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, but I would have thought that they that they might have um, they they might have introduced the um, you know the chip in the back of the head type of thing huh. without exposing the fact that you know humanity are drones.
3: Yeah. Well, the first you've got to sell the idea to make the public want it. So we must we must always want their next step. Yeah, and and they acquiesce. That way, it's much easier to handle us, and 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 for their own laws because they have a, a set of laws at the top. We must acquiesce to every change that they bring along.
7: Yeah. Mm, interesting. Okay, Alan. Okay. Well, thanks.
3: Thanks. Now the last caller is Kirk in
2: California. Are you there, Kirk? I'm here, Alan. Can you hear me? Yep. Hello. Go ahead. Yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes okay sorry it's kind of breaking up it's not real clear um... just want to make one comment on the one caller that was calling about the observations where he feels like he's being watched uh... and testing and stuff uh... when i was a child i was probably about five or six years old and i grew up in southern california los angeles area excuse me and for used to give us all these random tests and one test in particular for whatever reason really I was good at it. I had an acuity for it and that was it was a blocked like test that had colored patterns on it yep. and they would give you a uh, image and they would give you random blocks and yep. you would have to recreate the image. Mm-hmm. and for whatever reason I had the ability to do that really quickly. and uh, unfortunately for me that really spawned on more testing yep. and uh, I ended up at UCLA. And they were doing more testing and probably to the age of about, about six and a half. So about a year and a half of on again, off again testing. Yeah. And until it got to the point where it was, it was really annoying. But they really wouldn't let it go. They always yeah. would want me to be in these little programs or little groups or, you know, to be and try to give you some kind of treat for it or to make it special. But it wasn't until I actually got, uh, really wouldn't misbehave very bad till they actually left me alone with that. Huh. And that was, I think back on it now, it's very, very strange. Yeah, well, everybody, yeah, they've been doing this on a big scale for specific
3: reasons and testing different individual character types, which they can then use on bigger populations. But thanks yeah. for calling. Well, for, for me and Hamish, Hamish is the dog, by the way, in Ontario, Canada, it's good night, and we are God or your gods, go with you.